Welcome to the second episode of You Crack Me Up. I'm one of your hosts, Jerian Gihama. I'm joined by my co-host Simon Peters. And this is the podcast. Hello. Where, yep. And this is the podcast where we talk about drugs and alcohol and how it affects you, your body, and why you shouldn't do it. Um, Especially why you shouldn't do it. Especially this one. Yeah. So today's oh my episode, God. <laughs> today's episode, we're going to be talking about PCP. And PCP. I bet, yeah, I bet the first question that came into your head was, what is PCP? So I got the definition pulled up right here. Yeah, so, I have no idea what the definition is. Like, honestly, okay. I just know it makes you like a whole Superman. <laughs> a whole Superman. Yeah. Okay, so what is PCP? Um, f- Fencyclidine is a mind-altering drug that may lead to hallucinations, um, a profound distortion in a person's perception of reality. It is considered a dissociative drug leading to a distortion of sights, colors, sounds, self, and one's environment. PCP was developed in the 1950s as an intravenous anesthetic, but but due to the serious neurotoxic side effects, its develop its development for human medical use was discontinued. Ketamine, an anesthetic used for surgery and painful procedures, was developed instead of instead of PCP, but it's structurally similar. So what it looks like God damn. Yeah, so what it looks like in its purest form, PCP is a white crystalline powder that readily dissolves in water or alcohol and has a, a distinctive bitter chemical taste. On the illicit drug market, PCB contains a number of contaminants causing the color to range from a light to darker brown with a powdery to a gummy mask consistency. That is terrifying. Yeah. You're saying like in its purest form, people could just be slipping it? Dude, that's, that was the first thought. Like you could just get like slipping it in your drink and you wouldn't even know. <laughs> and then you just turn into the Hulk. <laughs> No, I mean, like, because I'm only saying that because I've heard of stories where, um, like, people will be out on the street just, like, bare naked. Because I guess it makes you super hot. And then, like, if the cops catch them, like, if, because when you're on PCP, apparently, like, you will stop at nothing. I mean, like, I've heard people jumping out of, like, three, four-story windows yeah and like breaking both their legs and still like running faster than the cops I'm pretty or sure even when they that one but okay wait no was it? oh yeah, yeah yeah but i mean like i've heard stories like yeah that. yeah okay but then even when they do catch them and they like handcuff them like they'll just break their wrists and they'll get out of the handcuffs yeah i mean it is terrifying um Ooh. yeah um, so PCPs, so what are the effects of PCP on the brain? So in pharmacology, in pharmacology, pharmacologically, there we go. No, I didn't even say it right. Pharmacology? Pharmacology. <laughs> yeah. pharmacology. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, long day. <laughs> pharmacology. You're all good. PCP is a non-competitive NMDA receptor antagonist and glutamate receptor antagonist but also interacts with the other receptor sites that may have 
affects the dopamine, opioid, and nicotinic receptors. So from what I just said, it looks like it is a stimulant. Mm. Um, Because of the the nicotine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how is it used? So PCP is it? Huh? I I was going to say, like, you smoke it, right? Oh, well, no, you just said it's intravenous. Never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so PCP is used or it's available in a variety of tablets, capsules, and colored powders, which are either smoked, taken orally, or by the intrans nasal route or snorted. Or you could just like take it up the butt. Um, oh, dead ass? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I wouldn't recommend that. I mean, I, I know that you could do that with heroin as a um, yeah what is it called Um, suppository because then it'll just like slowly dissolve into your system nice (laughs) thank you so smoking is the most common route when this is used recreationally like, which is crazy to me. People do this recreationally. That means yeah. they do it regularly. <laughs> like, like it's no big deal. Like, like, yeah. Like, when we were talking about yesterday about heroin, like, when you never, like, you wouldn't think of a time where you would actually come across it in your life, you know? Like, oh man, long day at work. I'm going to just take this PCP real quick. Like, what? Yeah. You're just like, wow, <laughs> exhausting day at the office. Just picked up my kids had to cook and clean i think it's time for some pcp like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that um oh my god oh my goodness so the liquid form of pcp is actually pcp base often dissolved in either a highly flammable solvent so for for smoking pcp is typically sprayed onto a leafy material such as a mint parsley oregano or marijuana so then they would smoke that oregano yeah <laughs> all those funny or all those uh phony weed deals Oof, they really dodged a bullet <laughs> <laughs> so pcp may also be injected and the effects of pcp can last for four to six hours i thought it was going to be longer yeah that, that does i mean like it sounds bad but yeah. it doesn't sound that bad you know what i mean <laughs> i mean if people are it, doing like if it lasts four to six hours, I want to know how much these people are paying for this. I mean, if it's four to six hours, and I can understand recreational. Oh, you actually, know what I mean? Yeah, like that makes a little bit that. more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's not but, like though, you but know. it shouldn't be used recreationally, though. It really shouldn't be. But I'm just saying, like, you don't have to figure out your schedule around it. Oh, actually, let's not say that until we know like the after effects or like the long so well, no, I, I mean i'm just saying with like <laughs> that time frame you know because like heroin was like, what 12 hours yeah but like i can yeah. imagine a situation where a guys like oh i got like four hours i got a couple hours to kill before i pick up my kids let me smoke yeah exactly that, like, and i'm not saying that's right but i can definitely understand like, yeah yeah i can definitely understand that you know like you don't have to plan out your weekend around it you exactly. can just kind of be like, PCP time, <laughs> and then be fine by dinner time. 
but don't do that i mean don't this thing is that. horrible literally yeah, horrible the worst we're like low key I mean, promoting it <laughs> no i'm okay yeah let's back this up a little yeah, bit let's back this up. It's, we are against it's straight it's yeah it's straight up like a neurotoxin is what you yeah, just said in the beginning right yeah everything okay. we're going to cover in this podcast is bad for you like you should not it, it. yeah don't do it it's just we can definitely see like never mind you know what i mean <laughs> Yeah, the audience knows what we mean. And by yeah. audience, I mean my professor. But yeah. <laughs> your teacher. Oh God, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. What okay. are the effects of recreational PCP use? So this is what I was about to get into right now. So mm-hmm. uh, it can cause the users to feel detached, distance, distant, and estranged from their surroundings. Numbness of the extremities, slurred speech, a loss of coordination may be accompanied by a sense of strength and an, an, an invulnerability. So we were yeah. right about like feeling strong and invulnerable. But see, like that's the that's the super dangerous part about it, is because like you you you're gonna feel that way, but you're really not. <laughs> like yeah. you're still a person, you know. Exactly. You can't so, just like, be punching brick walls. Yeah, bones and can expect still nothing break. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. A blank stare, rapid and involuntary eye movements, and exaggerated gait are among more of the obser- observable effects. So that's like what you see like happening to a person. But internally, like a person can like feel like can, can see hallucinations, image distortions, severe mood disorders, and amnesia can also occur. Um, and acute anxiety and a feeling of, in- <laughs> here we go, acute anxiety oh, God. And-, and a feeling of impending doom. Paranoia, violent hostility, Dude, a psychosis this is, of distinguishable. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. This is sound like acid, but like all the bad parts. <laughs> yeah, this you know what like, I mean. Why yeah. would you want to do this? I really don't know. Oh, like yeah. the only you, good thing I okay. Not I'm not. Saying I, I get what good. you're saying. I know. Yeah, good, it seems like the only benefit out of this is like the strength part. And I mean, even then, like, even then, there's like, if so you're, many bads. Like, there's some if talk. you're terrified out of your mind and you're just like straight up punching the air, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, there's a reason just... why this isn't legal, guys. Like, yeah, and plus, like, if the selling factor in the 1950s for people to get on this was that it was a failed medical experiment, <laughs> yeah. I, mm, yeah, I don't know like, about that one. So I feel like if they took if all the cons were out of the picture and it all it only did was like strengthen and vulnerability, I that would I would be seeing that as like a steroid rather than a yeah that's a straight yeah. up steroid and even yeah. then it would be a four to six hour long steroid yeah like it really doesn't sound worth it at all. Okay, so psychological effects of low to moderate doses of PCP include. <laughs> So this is like micro dosers. Yeah, these so these are for the micro dosers out there. Jesus Christ. Okay. Slight increase in breathing rate, rise in blood pressure and pulse rate, shallow respiration, and flushing flushing and profuse sweating occurs. Wait, how can you have a shallow like breathing? Like how can you have shallow breathing? But at the same time, increased respiration. So it's not. It's like it's you're. It's like you're taking breaths, but not like all the way. So like you're taking halfway breaths, but super fast. 
Oh, so you're like hyperventilating. Yeah, but not like fully like. I mean, that's doing, still yeah. bad. Yeah, you're just yeah. filling up your body with CO2. Exactly. Ooh. So, and then moving on to psychological effects are phys- physiological effects of high doses of PCP. So this is like the guys who are like, oh, I got a couple hours to kill, you know? So mm-hmm. a drop in blood pressure, <laughs> pulse rate, and respiration nausea these are for all you boys with some time on your hands <laughs> no okay no we're not we're not promoting this i mean no i know it's to, just like the to, way that you said it we're trying to raise awareness of why you shouldn't do this you really shouldn't but yeah no it's just the way you said it okay so yeah. nausea nausea vomiting blurred vision flicking up and down of the eyes drooling loss of balance and dizziness violence and suicide oh okay yeah that took a huge serious turn there yeah because i feel like the suicide part comes from like the people feeling like invincible i i feel like it comes from the paranoia that too yeah i feel like it all just comes together yeah Um, what's it called so high doses of pcp can also cause cause seizures coma and death often due to accidental injury or suicide uh, mm. psychological effects at high doses include delusions and hallucinations users often refer to the experiences of hallucinogens as a trip or calling an unpleasant experience a bad trip okay I mean so huh Guys, don't do PCP, please. Don't, don't. Moral of the story, yeah. Just always remember, don't do it. Because I'm about to actually get to the topic of like how easy it is to get addicted to PCP. Mm. So PCP is addictive and, it, and its use often leads to psych- psychological dependence, craving, and compulsive PCP-seeking behavior. Long-time users of PCP report symptoms of memory loss, difficulties with speech and learning, depression, weight loss that can persist up to a year after stopping PCP use. Jesus Christ. That sounds horrible. Yeah. So um, it has sedative effects. So it also affects like your central nervous system. So it could be depressed and like... um, I mean, it's a predecessor to ketamine. So that, that part makes sense yeah i i wonder how many people they went through in the medical trials before they figured out that this wasn't the move um actually let's go back let's see what made him like switch over um because i mean could you imagine being a doctor and like like one who knows what's going on and like your higher up is just he's constantly pushing it yeah you're just like dude we got like 200 brain dead people in our hospital like i i think we need to cut and he's like more we need more like tony's punching the air like yeah that he's just lifting fully bridges. Dude in his office yeah like it's so like, it says great here, they switched to ketamine because of a pcp uh all of its like neurotoxic side effects that's why they stopped using it oh okay so ketamine was like um uh, better to use i guess healthier to use I mean, that makes sense. Well, I mean, you can still get addicted to ketamine. 
Yeah. But they only use that for like sedative. So I don't know if you could actually get that. Like, No, you can. Okay. Um, you can get ketamine prescriptions. Oh, I mean, I only know that from live PD because I swear like every meth head has a, someone else's ketamine prescription. Live PD. Yeah. I think you can even make it, honestly. Uh, let's keep that out of the podcast. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you treat a PCP de- addiction? People who stop ongoing use of PCP experience drug cravings, increased appetite, headaches, sleepiness, depression, and sweating as common withdrawal systems. While studies are looking at options for drug treatment or PCP dependence, there are no specific proof treatments for PCP abuse and addiction. Patients may may need to be hospitalized and receive behavioral treatments to address abuse issues with PCP. So basically, there's no like formal treatment for it. You just like oh, you once just you kinda... stop, yeah, you just have to be ready for the withdrawals and hopefully no. like you make it out of it like better. So I got you know, all yeah, all the information I got this from was from uh, drugs.com. <laughs> nice. And if you, you know, scroll that's... down further, it actually tells you how to make it, which is cool. So Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus <laughs> You know, that's kind of interesting, though, because you're saying um, long time or what was it? Long time, long term unuse or long term. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's weight loss. Yeah. But then instant withdrawals are increased appetite. It's kind of weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, sorry. I just saw, like, uh, a news story. So, you know what, like, chronic? It's, like, chronic. a type of weed or a type yeah. of marijuana. Yeah. That's no, what it is. Wait, what? Like, that's, it's, that's what it is. It's marijuana mixed with PCP. That's so, why it's... So like, that's, because, like, <laughs> you know, in the movie Straight Outta Compton, when, like, Dr. Dre yeah. smokes, like... When, when they were like, it's that chronic. And then Dr. J was like, chronic, huh? That's how he got like his na- out, like name idea for his album, right? But like, that's what chronic actually is. It's PCP laced marijuana. Damn, Dr. J's got to be going through some shit right now. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Just itching for that, for that little hit up. Oh my God, that's horrible. God damn. That's... That's terrifying, honestly, that it's that easily laceable. Yeah. Like like I said, like um they'll melt it down and like spray it. You know, like what I was talking about. Dude, honestly, I'm I'm like a hundred percent positive that there's some kids out there who were, you know, just like trying to smoke a little weed and then like one of their friends is like, Oh yeah, this is chronic. And they're like, yo dr dre and all that stuff now they're all hooked on it yeah that's oh man that's terrible for the community yeah that is not a good what's the um what's the like number per capita yeah that's that's what i'm uh looking at right now Ah. pcp stats because heroin was what it was like uh, 
that was uh, for every 400 the, the most recent study was in 2018 for heroin but for pcp i'm pulling it up right now um or no heroin was four for every hundred or so i think is what it was okay so from the american addiction centers and drugabuse.com um, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, 6.1 million individuals in the United States, ages 12 and up, reported lifetime use of PCP. And that's 2.4% of all the people uh, in the demographic. Dude. 12? There's a study from 2013. PCP is predominantly used by high school students and young adults. Damn. I honestly, though, I'm sure that like that demographic, they just don't know. You know what I mean? Um, like, what do you mean? I mean, because like that demographic is generally going out and doing things with other people. So like they're, you know, like smoking weed or drinking, you know, they're being social. And I mean, if PCP is this easily laceable, I'm sure that they got like hooked on it without knowing. Oh yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Because if it's like an easily addictable substance, then I'm sure that, you know, almost like if not most of them, all of them, that's how they got hooked on it. Because I don't think that there's really any high school kids who are trying to actually like pursue PCP. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn. Does PCP actually have a hotline? Um, I'll actually get to that in a minute. Um, but I'm pretty sure it would be the same hotline I said last episode because it was like for all drug abuse oh okay um i was just wondering if there was a dedicated one um i got a crazy story go ahead so apparently before i got hired at where i'm working um i was talking to one of my uh, co-workers and he was saying that, oh, yeah, there was this homeless guy that they had hired. And I think he was working, like, it was one of the kitchen positions. And I, like, I guess he was just crazy, like, straight up, just full of energy all the time. And he didn't show up to work one day. And they were all like, what, what happened? And they found out he was in the middle of town butt naked trying to fight cops high on pcp yeah and then that's why you wanted to do the episode no no i mean i want to tell stories right because like yeah stories are pretty tight and they give you some room to actually like research stuff while i'm (laughs) giving you a little buffer zone but no i because like no one really talks about it and I always thought it was one of those like, oh yeah, you know, most smoke PCP, ha ha ha, like funny, funny thing. But now this is pretty serious. Like I feel like no one really takes it seriously. 
Oh, okay. So I'm looking at this uh, demographic right now. Mm-hmm. And it seems like heroin tends to attract an older population, whereas PCP is highly like it's it has a younger following. Um, that's not good. <sighs> that's not good. No, it isn't. Do you think PCP would qualify as like a gateway drug? Uh, I don't... I mean, because if, if it is it does, this highly addictive and it gives this many side effects, then I'm sure that its users would be looking for something else too. Yeah, I feel like because if PCP can be utilized with literally anything... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... Okay, so this is the way I see it. So say like a young adolescent is introduced to marijuana. They start mm. smoking marijuana. Um, and say a friend says like, yo, try smoking this. And it's marijuana laced with PCP. They do that and get hooked on it. And then now they're doing PCP like straight up eventually. But mm. I definitely see where you're coming from when it might be a gateway drug to harder stuff. I feel like from looking at this demographic, I feel like it's gonna they're gonna stop at PCP and not try anything harder. But I don't know. If if uh, you disagree, that's totally cool though. No, I mean I get what you're saying. Does the um does that grim demographic chart also show like areas? Like areas of use? Oh yeah, huh. I should probably uh get that because i mean like if it's if it is well i mean it is but like if it's that highly addictive realistically i feel like it should be pretty widespread maybe not like pure use i mean pure use is probably going to be in specific hot spots but Wow. Okay. So I actually came across a, like the pricing of it mm-hmm. on justice.gov. Mm-hmm. So the liquid version, so like a gallon of the liquid version of PTP, it ranges from 6500 to $28,000. Whoa. Oh, I mean, that's a gallon though. So, I'm sure that but, you don't need a, a whole lot to yeah. get high off of it. So one laced cigarette or joint or laced with PCP can range from 5 to $30. The powdered version can uh, range from 20 to $30 a gram. Mm. A tablet can range from 20 to $30 a tablet. And the liquid version can range from $125 to $600 an ounce. God damn. Jesus. So I'm I'm sure that the majority is going after powder. So I'm looking at the places where it's highly used. Mm-hmm. So um number one, not gonna be 
too psyched on it, but the number one place right now is California. I mean, well, that, that kind of makes sense, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. California is definitely a weed state. Yeah. yeah. Second place goes to Connecticut. Interesting. Okay. That's funny because that. one of my brothers in uh, the fraternity, he's from Connecticut, and he's like a freshman. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing in San Diego, dog? He's like, I don't know, man. I ended up in San Diego. I applied and I ended up here. Like, he's, wow. Third Damn, place. that's got to be so nice. Yeah. Third place goes to Florida. <laughs> of course. Yep. Fourth, yep, place Florida goes to, fourth place goes to Illinois. Okay. Fifth place, Maryland. Sixth place, Missouri. Oh, yeah. That, uh, mm. Missouri is just bad vibes. Sixth place, Ohio. Seventh place, Oklahoma. Eighth place, Pennsylvania. Ninth place, Texas. And 10th place goes to Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay. Believe it or not, like, the, the, um, the project neighborhoods in Washington, D.C., they're, like, one of the hardest out there. Oh, okay. No, okay. So th- this map makes a little bit more sense then. Because, I mean, Illinois, they have a lot of projects. And then, I mean, aside from Connecticut, Maryland, because I don't really know a whole lot about them, but I could definitely see, because, I mean, aside from the, well, no, even the bigger cities. But, I mean, y- you kind of get where I'm getting at. Uh-huh. Like, Yeah. Like so Illinois, it's probably, it's probably talking about like Chicago, right? Yeah, it's probably yeah. talking about like projects and, and just kind of yeah. like, yeah. So okay. continue continuing on the site, Ugh. the availability of PCP will continue to increase due to relatively simple production techniques and increasing demand. Abuse will remain most prevalent in large metropolitan areas. Although an increase in abuse in suburbs and smaller communities that have increasing street gang activity is probable, PCP will remain predominantly a street drug and there is no indication that its use is likely to become widespread at nightclubs or raves. Easily accessibility and relatively low costs associated with the production and sale of PCP will continue to attract new users particularly among adolescents and young adults and will continue to be a problem in the United States. Um, yeah. Goddamn. I could definitely see how PCP could be used in like a gang war. Like if, if you just really want someone to get busted, you just like feed them some. <laughs> and they're just like running out on the street. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. they're not really there. God damn, that is terrifying. Oh. 
What are we at right now? Uh, we started at 9.23, and now it's 9.55. Not bad. I feel like we actually talked about it more than heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah, heroin. I feel like we were just, like, going off. But, yeah. Uh, here, let me look up the PCP hotline. Hopefully, it's not the hotline to buy PCP, but hopefully to get help. Just the national agency to buy PCP. Oh, there is a PCP hotline. Speak with an advisor 24-7, toll free. Perfect. Uh, what is it? PCP recovery hotline. You know, in like, um, like the Scandinavian countries, how they do... Um, like the recovery homes, yeah, yeah, just like the big hospitals where they like they give you fresh needles and everything like that. I wonder if they they have that same sort of situation, but with PCP. So it's just like a house full of people just bouncing off the walls, lifting <laughs> fridges. It's just like you walk in, and it's just like twenty full grown men just screaming their faces off. And you know, Jesus if you walk Christ. in there, they're gonna freaking try to kill you. Yeah. Oh all right. So, for all the listeners out there who know someone who needs help, or if you are yourself who you need help, the toll free hotline for PCP to get help is 352 771 2700. Again, 352 771 2700. This is a 24 7 toll-free confidential hotline for PCP users or people who want to or need help. All right. This has been episode two of You Crack Me Up. I am one of your hosts, Jerrion Gihama. Thank you. I'm the other one, Simon Peters. Yep. 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 Very smooth. (laughs) Thank you. Well, we need to get this down. Yeah, we Um, really do. Yeah, thank you for tuning in and see you next episode.